everyone, it's Anna Lane. Welcome to the Paper Airplane Podcast. This is the place where creators of all genres and styles come to share the stories behind their music. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Paper Airplane. This is Anna Lane. I'm glad you're here. This week I got to speak with an artist all the way from London, England about his newest album, Rebirth of the Phoenix, which you can find on any streaming platform right now. So make sure to listen to that as soon as possible because it's really good. I hope you enjoy our conversation. This is Rick Flo. All right, cool. Intro. My name is Rick Flo. I am a rapper based in London. Um, how did music come about? Um, I've always loved music. I was at, at school. I was always doing talent shows, won a few. Obviously, the music had to be a bit PG. So to show my age, I was doing Will Smith, getting jiggy with it. Nice. Guilty Conscience, the clean version of Eminem, Dr. Dre. Like, yeah, so I always loved it. And then, you know, being that age, you're just a sponge to all music, pop music, whatever music. And I was just, I, I had a fascination of just before I go to sleep, like putting my tape on, it really shows my age now, and just learning all the words to every song, didn't matter what genre, as long as it found it catchy, I just learned the words. And then, yeah, get to a point, I guess 14, 15, I was like, uh, I wanna do it from my perspective. I wanna, I wanna say my own words. Um, but still then, you know, you're still a sponge. So it's very typical, not money, hose and clothes necessarily, but it's just like, the personality wasn't there yet, let's just yeah. say. I was just I was just doing what I thought was right. And to be honest, I can still remember some of them bars. I kind of like them, even though <laughs> some of them are a bit too Eminem-ish and all that. But yeah, it's the sponge to the culture, let's say. And then when I graduated university um, and I was trying to find my purpose and understand how I fit in the world and just in the workplace and all this stuff, um, I, I, I've lived in... Um, Half my life, like when I was younger, I lived in foster care. And I always wondered why, if hip hop is the voice of the voiceless, why I've never heard from the perspective of someone who's been in care. Mm -hmm. So I followed that idea. And um, it's got me to a place now where I, I'm known within the care sector, you could say. And I, I do workshops with young people. Um, and it's been a blessing just, just to be able to tell my story and inspire others. Um, so that's from a solo point of view. And then the group that I'm in, Jungle Brown, that was kind of like a side project, which has been the more, you could say to a certain extent, the more commercial way maybe people know me. Um, even though I still think I'm, yeah, low key. But um, yeah, it's Jungle Brown uh, signed to a small label called Mr. Bongo. And even before we was on a label, fully independent, we've done the biggest festival in, in the UK, Glastonbury. Boomtown Festival, uh, what's another festival? Lovebox Festival. And and if it wasn't for COVID, there would have been a little European tour happening. Oh. But yeah, that's that's a bit annoying because that, that was going to be the most exciting exciting thing that we had this year. Um, just the like having a European tour, but oh well. Is it rescheduled or uh, was it just cancelled? Uh, it's cancelled. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, there's some, there's, yeah, there's, there's one gig that's been rescheduled for next year, but it's, it's one in the UK and like UK is cool, but there's nothing like going out of the country and just embracing different cultures yeah, and for yeah, sure. be, be, being able to travel for music, being able to, like, I love traveling anyway. So the idea of traveling the world for music, it, 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 it's been a dream that 
I was going to tick off the list this year, but COVID. I know. Maybe next year. So, yeah. Maybe next year. So, yeah, that's a bit about me. Awesome. So, before um, COVID and everything, did you do um, a lot of touring, like, in London? Or were you just kind of, like, working in the studio? Or did you get to get out and play some? Um, So, literally, as COVID was, was being talked about in March... We were in Ukraine, <laughs> like we like we. Our booking agent was like, "Hey, uh, you got this gig in Ukraine. Um, you don't have to go if you don't want to, um, because this this uh, we're not. You know, countries are slowly going into lockdown. But because we were so excited to get out of the country, like I was like, yeah, definitely, we're gonna go. And the mad thing is, two days after we, or even a day after we got back. Uh, Ukraine, yeah, it was shut down. Like you, that no one was allowed to get in and out of the country. So, oh gosh, good if, thing you yeah. made it the day before. I know, right? But um, yeah, it was like, yeah. It, the thing is, I'll be honest with you. When it comes to the level that my group are at with music, it's like the gigs are the most exciting thing for the group because it's not like we're not making money from streaming, um, and and it's not even about the money. It's about the connection. Like you don't. Like, it's nice getting streams and all that, but it's like when you get to be in a live environment and you see people reacting off your movement, uh, uh, movement of your music, and um, movement works as well, but just seeing that live reaction, um, it, it's a buzz that you can't, you can't get online. Even with doing these digital shows, you can't get that buzz. So that's why, and to be in another country as well, that, 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 that was, yeah, such a buzz. So, yeah. Yeah. Annoying. 2021. Let's let's just hope 2021. It's better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you just had your newest album come out. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, Rebirth of the Phoenix. So kind of take me through that. Where did that come from? What's the inspiration behind it? So as I said a little bit about um how I started well taking music seriously, I did a project called A Boy Called Rick, which is kind of inspired by a child called It. You could say. Um, have you heard of that book? I don't think so, no. No. Um, basically, it's like a relatively famous uh, foster, uh, uh, foster care book. I mean, someone who's had the experience of being in foster care and their story. And it's quite intense. It's quite an extreme story. Um, but anyway, that that kind of inspired me to tell my story back when I was called A Boy Called Rick, self-titled album or project, I would say, now. So that's how I started. And then... Um, Basically, the group um, project kind of took over. Um, so the group, the group has been a, a main focus for like feels five years, I think, four or five years. So um, it like as of last year, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I need to update my personal story because the the group dynamic to my solo story is very different. You know, mm-hmm. like the group to a certain extent, I look at like, we're just like, we're kind of like a child called Quest, but like, we're, we're, we're like, we're fun. And like, it's more about the energy that us bouncing off each other and our mutual vibe between each other, you could say, but it's quite fun and lighthearted and, 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 and you could say nineties orientated to a certain extent, whereas solo music wise, it's, it's very personal and, um, and yeah, there's a certain things that I, I just, 
there's no point in putting it on the group. I had to do it solo-wise. So anyway, so I released, I've been releasing like a slew of singles in the last year. And Re Rebirth of the Phoenix is pretty much um, a continuation from Rise of the Phoenix. And I guess overall, to cut the long story short, it's, it's me bridging the gap of, of my personal story, but making it more accessible to a wider audience. Yeah. So I would say A Boy Called Rick was me not even, uh, it, was, it, was, it was my first ever project. So I wasn't, I wasn't as savvy as I am now about songwriting and about how I think about including other people. It was just me just, let, just letting my heart out really mm -hmm. uh, and therapy and just me just getting into the flow of how to write so I would say that project's very raw uh, Reaper, uh, Rise of the Phoenix is me showing how uh, um, eclectic I am in my taste and how versatile I am so it's got all different sounds um, there's another project but fast forwarding on to Rebirth of the Phoenix I would say that's me homing into a sound and knowing that although I can do different styles of songwriting, I want this to be like very heartfelt and I want it to be soul music. I don't just want to be doing bars for the sake of bars. I want it to actually be a story um, beyond my life in foster care and, and to show the success, resilience and just winning regardless of the past, basically. Yeah. Well, that comes across very clear in your music. That's one reason um, you stuck out to me when I saw you on social media and I listened to your stuff. I feel like you really have like a message to share and um, you take advantage of your gift and you're able to like encourage and put meaningful messages in your lyrics. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, so when you talk about your songwriting process, how does that look like for you? Do you write? Um, everything on your own? Do you work with other people? How does that work for you? So with the group, because um, that's pretty much the most consistent process when it comes to working in, in any sort of group. So with, with the group, that process is, um, is quite organic in the sense of the producer's just there on his, on his drum machine mm -hmm. uh, or, or playing keys. And then as long as there's a mutual vibe between everyone in the room, so there's like another MC as well. If we're both feeling a vibe, we just start writing, let's say within two to four hours, we have this main skeleton of a song. The process is quite quick. With me, solo music-wise, the process is still quite quick. It's just, I guess, what's changed is that, I guess my uh, designer background, I used to brainstorm my topics first used to be like, oh, it's not like, it's funny, with graphic design, it's almost, it's, it's often like, oh, so what's the problem at hand? Oh, you need to do a logo, you need to do this. Brainstorm as many logos as you can, or like, you just brainstorm ideas before you can really get into it. And I used mm -hmm. to apply the same principle to music at first. So I used to like, all right, what do I want to talk about? Um, so before I'm 25, actually, that came from a brainstorm. Like I knew I was going to write that song before I wrote the song. So the chorus was actually wrote before I acted. I had the beat um, and I just wanted to, and, and the reason I don't really, I, I, I don't, I don't really try and stick to that process of brainstorming because it doesn't, it doesn't let you be present. Like mm -hmm. most of the time when I write now, so for instance, I'm, I'm speaking about this in a real tangent way. So I hope you understand, but 
I, I'm quite flexible in my process. So I, I generally, I freestyle my intros. I, I freestyle the choruses, but the verses are quite intricate. So I write them down. Mm-hmm. That's generally the my process. And with Rebirth of the Phoenix, it, I pretty much started it um, in lockdown. And because I'm, I'm, I wanted to make sure I had an album by the end of lockdown, not knowing that lockdown would be going going down for so long yeah. um I kind of had in my head oh I want to finish this album in two months um so I said to myself I need to write a verse every morning regardless it doesn't need to necessarily be about the same topic or whatever I just need to write a verse every morning and then by the uh you know by the end of the week I'll have potentially if I stick to the same subject two two songs um, plus a verse and then uh, yeah let's just say after I got to a month or two um, I had loads of I had I had loads of verses that related to a song or I went down a tangent and just followed a song and I had loads of material basically so I tried to basically try and do 30 songs within 30 days mm-hmm. didn't really do that but I tried to or 30 concepts actually so I have 30 concepts within 30 days and then from there I refine it down to 10 and then I just refine. That's in a roundabout way. That's pretty much my process. Yeah. So how involved are you in the production process? Do you do that yourself? Nah. I'm. The, funny enough, I've started a music production course two days ago. No. Nice. It's Friday. I started it three days ago. No, two days ago. So I started a music production course two days ago, and um, that's to be more involved in the music production process because. For a very long time, I was relying on producers. And if you've kind of gathered, because I'm quite focused on a routine of writing a verse a day or just being productive on, on, on a high level, sometimes it can get frustrating waiting for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I was like, and I, I guess to be honest, if, if people don't really know me, they might say I'm a control freak anyway, maybe. <laughs> so, so I've just got to a point now, I just like, you know, I want to, be more hands-on with the, the musical process because even though with Rebirth of the Phoenix, I picked every beat. Um, I got, I, that, pro, the project was made from getting beats from BeatStars predominantly, which is an online website that Little Nas X got Old Town Road from and mm-hmm. kind of blew up from it. But um, yeah, so I got, I, I picked all the beats and um, I was very specific that I wanted it to uh, have a jazzy feel. Um, but in the way my, direction I want the the I want to be even more integral to the production so for instance my um background um is I'm Nigerian Mm -hmm. so I'm 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 very interested in mixing more Nigerian influences within the music even though the irony when I kind of say this to myself I'm thinking I've pretty much been raised in England all my life so it's quite it's, it's like I have to be a bit free with the references but I guess essentially where my head's at is like when it comes to jazz trap jazzy like boom bap stuff it's like it's been done mm-hmm. although I don't think jazz trap has been explored that much I think people even think you're Travis Scott or you're just an old school rapper I think there's much more room for like jazz instrumentation jazz and inst- instrumentation within the modern landscape of hip-hop but yeah to take it even further with 
for me, um, in a unique way, even though sometimes you shouldn't really reveal these ideas until you've manifested it, I feel like uh, a trap, let's say, with a more uh, West African influence could be an interesting, unique way of taking the music that no one's done. So that's where I'm at. So, um, but I don't want to be full-fledged like Kanye West. I'm, I'll, I'll be more like, let's say Kanye with Rick Rubin. Like, it's more about, I just want to be able to have a skeleton of an idea and then contact someone who's more, who's done their 10,000 hours um, to, to collaborate with. Yeah. Speaking on the jazz thing, because I that really stuck out to me on the album and I really liked the idea of mixing the jazz and the, the hip hop and everything. I haven't really thought about it, but I, I reckon that being in a hip hop group that's that we have a, like a live saxophone player. Um, and I, I think, I, I were, and maybe it's just my age. I think as I've, as I've got older, I've just, even when I'm like relaxing or just con- or trying to concentrate on, uh, on, on animation, I like listening to jazz. I like, I'm, I've got more into like even getting more into the legends like Miles Davis mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think, and even the kind of, from what, from my little knowledge of like the intricacies of jazz, even the kind of philosophy of just uh, the, like freestyling, um, and improvisation and and even scatting. You know what I mean by scatting? Like, uh, I don't think so. Scatting, like, um, I think they say Ella, Ella Fitzgerald was the one who kind of started it. Like, it's a bit like, um, so uh, basically it's doing melodies without words. So it's like, that's like scatting. So like even learning all of this stuff, it's like, I'm just I'm just gravitated towards that and 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 I think I feel like when I was learning about getting more not technical with my rapping but just getting more uh better like Ra Kim is regarded as uh one of the top 10 of top 5 hip hop legends for innovating the cadence of how we listen to rap now cuz rap used to be quite nursery rhymey like like I love Run DMC and stuff like that, but it's very like you rhyme at the end of the bar. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rakim was recognized as one of the first people to have multi-syllable rhyming and just have like a, a rhyming pattern that's very sophisticated for the 80s, let alone doing it now. So when I was listening to Rakim and uh, in a Red Bull talk and trying to understand uh, where he got this innovative rhyming style from he basically said he was just trying to imitate a saxophone Mm -hmm. so I think just understanding all of these references and influences I'm drawn by it's like it's just it's just obvious I I just I just I just gravitated towards jazz and I think there's more freedom within it because it's I don't know real instruments and just as I said the light like even when it comes to uh, like as I said scatting and just I think there's a, there's a freedom to it where it's like you can be quite innovative even in your rapping style. Like when I listen to Chance the Rapper, like some of his early stuff, like Acid Rap, there's a, there's a there's a kind of melodic cadence he's doing with his voice, which you could connect with a saxophone. Where it's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's like, and yeah. it's like it, it it sounds entertaining to the ear because it's not just 
da 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 it's like it's 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 melodic without singing so yeah, i sure. i yeah so i'm just i'm just i'm just interested in that kind of like just stretching and all that stuff so i think jazz is is, is the way for me yeah uh, so um what was your favorite song or songs to work on on this project and why i was going to give you a cop out answer like oh every song's my baby <laughs> Every songs about art, so it's not it's not good to have a favorite baby, because I've heard someone say that, and I kind of like I kind of like I do like that answer because, you know, every every yeah every yeah every it's song hard to has choose a, has a life of its own. But yeah. I would say you know without copying other people's answers, even though I like that answer, um, the my the way when it comes to uh, writing, even though sometimes I brainstorm. I feel like you, as I said, you have to be present and capture the moment. Mm-hmm. So, in the sense of the moment, every song's the same. Like I, they're all my favorites because I, I, I had a feeling from them. Although I would say there's a song called "How's Your Day Been." The the verse, I feel like if people are really listening, the the first verse, my tone wasn't very happy. It was just like kind of like. Uh, How's your day been? Same old regime, self-isolated, but I'm still maintaining. Like, that was literally me, like, treating writing like exercise. And I'm just saying how I feel. I'm just like, I'm a bit bored of being in the house all the time. Like, can this COVID thing go away? I want to, like, do something more entertaining. So, like, I'm not always excited to be writing, but I think what I love about hip-hop is that you, you, it's, you and, and creating an album, it's not always about being hype. You need to create yeah. the... You need to create the spectrum of emotion. So sometimes you're high, sometimes you're low. And I just, I guess, like having influences like Tupac, it's like, it's about showing the full spectrum of who you are. It's not just about yeah. like showing your, your not your best life, but showing your best image. Like it's not about like, say like Instagram sometimes can feel like a glorified showreel. You only show people like the best of you. But uh, I feel like hip hop lets you be unapologetically yourself and show when you feel when you feel down and when you feel happy. So yeah, yeah I've, 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 in that sense, I feel all the songs are are, are amazing. Um, but I would say that kind of lasting feeling or the mood that I'm I'm in now of songs that I'm gravitated towards or what I picked as singles. I'll say yeah, I'd say before I'm 25. Um, I like the message of that. Uh, Feel Something is a song that I've had for three years. Um, but because the lyrics really mean something to me mm-hmm. and uh, and they kind of came out of a disruptive relationship. I was like, I have to put that on there. So that's mm-hmm. quite poignant. What else? Um, flow State, I like a lot because... Although, to talk about the writing process of that, I was basically just trying to sound as sick as Jay-Z. Like, I literally wrote it to a Jay-Z song. And I was, and as I was listening to the Jay-Z song, I was like, I'm competing with you. (laughs) Jay-Z, I'm competing with you. Because I just, I just loved, basically the album's called Reasonable Doubt. It's his very first album from 96. And it's very, when I talk about this flow and, and, and jazzy flow, he was very, back then he was very jazzy. And I just love, like you don't even need to listen to his words too much. It's just the, the flow and the patterns and just the intricacy is just like so good. And I was like, I want to be on the same level as you. So like 
when I listened to that, I was like, oh, wow, I've, I've kind of captured a flow that's similar to Jay-Z, but I've made it my own. And there's a sync about it. Just I just like, yeah, I really like that. Um, yeah. yeah, vibing makes me feel good every time I listen to it, even though, yeah, like, I feel... Like I feel yeah, it's a vibing it's like, type song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the, like the message is not too deep, but... For me, I just wanted to set the album on a high, and every time I listen to it, I'm just I'm literally vibing. So, yeah, every every song has the has its has its uh, moment, uh, but I would say that, and I, I, yeah, I love I love all of them because at the end of the day, I had literally, as I said to you, I had thirty to forty songs, so there's only nine songs on the project. Yeah. So the, them them the, I guess the easiest way I picked it was I I, I wanted to make sure that there was a, a, a story that had depth. Yeah, it, it needed to be not, it had to be beyond just bars for the sake of bars. I had to feel like if you don't know me at all, I want it, I want this album to be quite potent um, and, and, and but still have good vibes. So vibing doesn't have to be that deep, but vibing is like showing you it's more about success and like, you know, regardless of the past, look, I've, I've, I'm doing all right. Like, like uh, X Y Z, everything I say on the song, but um, yeah. But I'll say yeah. Four, off the top of the head, four songs right now is Flow State, Vibing, Before I'm Twenty Five, and my partner pretty much picked Never Grow Up. Yeah. There's a part of me that felt like I shouldn't have released that as a second single, but it is what it is now. And why not? Only because, like, you know, I think I think I'm. I get. I've got. Uh, there's a part of me that's got caught up in the success of Before I'm 25. Before I'm 25, like, I don't really look at... The way I kind of make music and release music, I wasn't trying to make a commercial hit. I wasn't trying to... My 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 compass of, of how I did the album was like, these stories need to be really integral to me. They need to be really personal. Yeah, they need to be really personal. I guess uh, compared to... The last two EPs that I've done, I basically followed making it really personal. Because there's a there's a part of me that know that feels like I know how to make a commercial song, or mm-hmm. my, from what I know, I was like, oh, I know how to. Let me make a chorus that relates to everyone. Let me do this and do that. But then, I I, I just felt like two things: the songs that people resonate with are my are my more personal songs, and the songs that I resonate with are my more personal songs. So I'm like. I'm not, why try and cater to a crowd that you don't even know or cater to radio when you don't even listen to radio um, when and when you're treating, when the songs that I've been, the people that I've kind of been inspired by and kind of my own compass has been, I want, when people, I want, when people listen to me, I want them to know that it's distinctly me without having a gimmick. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how you connect. The easiest is just being honest. And I think a lot of artists uh, get caught up in just trying to get sales and streams and all that. But yeah, yeah it, the real stuff comes when you're just honest and put yourself out there. I was also curious, and I'm pretty sure this is right, but don't you like direct your own music videos and stuff? So what's yeah. that like? How do you go about doing that? It's a long process thinking about all this stuff, but it's it's good. I'm glad. Like, it's, I'm glad that I made a like. It's funny how like life turns out. Like when you're younger, when I was younger, people were like, oh, are you trying to be a jack of all trades and stuff? But it was never like that. It was more of a, 
I was fascinated by just music. Mm-hmm. So like back then, you're like, when I'm listening to music, I'm staring at a CD cover. Whereas now, we're probably staring at YouTube. But it's it's just it's like I I always love drawing and always love music. And then the natural path was just trying to match visuals with the sound. So um, the process of how I do it, to go back to Rebirth of the Phoenix, I go tunnel vision with album first. I don't think about visuals. Even though if I get an idea, I jot it down. But overall, one step at a time. So album, so lyrics first with the music, um, then artwork. And artwork's generally pretty easy only because it's like a still and it's like a kind of, I'm, I'm pretty clear on. Actually, I'm not always pretty clear. I, I, I start with a Pinterest board or drawings and I just start to gather images, whether it's from Instagram or whether it's from wherever and just what, what am I, what, what, like what is Rebirth look like visually, aesthetically? So I start to get images that kind of inspire me. And then I just set up the photo shoot get my partner to help me with the photos because I can't take photos of myself all the time. <laughs> um, and then the music video, I listened to, even though it's my own song, I listened to it about five times and just draw and sketch ideas, go back to Pinterest still, and then I start to flesh out a narrative. Um, and it's not necessarily a narrative as in a story, but just... Um, uh, let's say a treatment with intention. So with Before I'm 25, I knew that I wanted it to be about dreams. So the easy way of showing the interpretation of dreams, I, I knew I wanted it to have the sky because when I, when, I don't know, I'm a daydreamer. When I look at clouds, it makes me dream. And, you know, just I just thought it's, it's a good metaphor for dreams. So just yeah. clouds. And so I was like, I want now, I knew that I was going to be wearing red because I wanted red, not only show the Phoenix, but to show like passion, and having the burning desire to to uh, win and succeed, and um, and then the the other scene that's in uh, before I'm twenty five. Yeah, I guess there's a constellation. I wanted that to represent dreams and the universes within. And then uh, the third scene was like, yeah, me red, orange. So that's kind of the phoenix and just desiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I just yeah I wanted every scene to be without being painted, painted with intention. Um, and I did the same with Before I'm 25. And yeah, I just really wanted to be intentional um, rather than just, oh, uh, let me just shoot in my front room because we're in lockdown and it's kind of the easy thing to do. So yeah, I, I, I just, um, yeah, I, 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 I try and create images with intention and I generally, yeah, Pinterest and, and drawing and Instagram, anything that inspires me, I'm always logging it. So when it gets to a point, or even just taking photos on the fly, uh, it just uh, it, it always helps for stimulus for when I eventually get to the visual side. Mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. So um, as we're starting to wrap up here, we're getting close to time. Um, what would you say is coming in the future for you? Um, what are some of your goals as an artist? What would you say the next couple of years are going to hold for you? Next couple of years, well. You know what? Maybe let's just stick to the next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of years is too far. Well, um, well, I, I got a few ideas. So, um, well, a European European uh, tour would be great next year. Mm-hmm. But we'll, you know, 
who knows, like just, but performing music to a live audience and just getting that vibe back, that's, 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 a, that's a definite that I feel that's inevitable that's going to happen. Um, and, and I've been performing with my group a lot. So I feel that my, my, my solo stage performance and just the kind of weaving the narrative of how that looks like from start to finish, whether it's a 20 minute set to an hour set, I, I'm quite, I'm quite interested in that. And that's going to be an inevitable thing. So I, I, I'm looking forward to that. As I said earlier, I'm going to be exploring um, he like heritage and the, and the sound itself more. I'm going to be more hands-on with that. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm quite excited about that um, because th there's a part of me that I almost was going to go down a Russ, you know, the American rapper Russ, like kind of do his route of putting out a song a week. But I'm not, because I felt, yeah, I just, I'm at a point where I was like, I want to get more into the 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 basically the instrumental process. Mm -hmm. um, what else? It's an interesting one. I don't, apart from that, I think I'm going to be, I might be a moving country. I might be moving from, yeah, England to Portugal. Really? Yeah, so um, that's going to have its own uh, interesting uh, transition. So uh, my part, basically my partner's from Portugal. Um, and... Yeah, in the sense of uh, building a family, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting and more, <laughs> let's say more interesting and more, uh, and more uh, without going into family, just more stable and more, uh, mm -hmm. let's just say loving if we're in Portugal. But for me as a, a freelancer and in the sense of like British music, it, it's going to be an interesting one. But... Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been working with producers on the internet and I'm quite excited by the idea of being a digital nomad and just mm -hmm. working from anywhere in the world. So that's going to, that's, that, what that look, that's going to be an interesting challenge. And that's not even, that's not just with music. That's just how I live as a creative, um, like, you know, even the agency that represents me for animation they're based in the UK. If I move to Portugal, would they not represent me? You know, just 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 that way of uh, just just changing my lifestyle. I think it's going to be it's very exciting, but it's also very scary. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm just kind of to to cut cut long story short, I'm I'm trying to put things in place to be uh, locationless mm -hmm. and do what I want. So that's going to have its own challenges because I'm not a YouTube influencer. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm 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 pretty much the next few years that's that I'm pretty much going to be trying to set up what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah. Yeah. Well the great thing about today's day and age is I mean technology. I mean here we are. You're in London and I'm in America and we're talking so that's pretty cool. So it makes it easier yeah. to do moves like that and be, still be able to work and yeah uh, and and in uh, like right now work-wise like everyone has to work from home right so mm -hmm. people don't need to know where I'm located <laughs> um it's just that it'll be interesting in 2021 what will 
work look like in the sense of will they want people to go back into the office and mm-hmm. and like yeah so I'm, I'm quite I'm quite interested in all of that but yeah overall a, a, a definite factor is I'm going to make myself more um digital native even though I'm quite digital native but you know what I mean I'm just yeah. gonna make my I'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm I'm ready to like just be locationless yeah I like yeah. it well I hope it all goes well for you I hope the move and everything goes well and the new album's great, and I know Thank a lot you. of the more everyone who hears it is gonna like something about it because it it's honest and it connects. Um, so I think you got a lot of great things ahead of you, and I really appreciate you coming and talking to me today. It was fun to get. To What's know your you. favorite track, by the way? My favorite track. Um, I like before I'm twenty five. Okay, yeah. that was the hook. Yeah. Yeah, but also vibing. It's just fun yeah yeah but yeah it was nice to meet you great talking to you i hope you have a great rest of your day thank you and you thank you so much for listening make sure to share and subscribe this podcast you can follow us on social media at paper airplane podcast or you can follow my personal account on instagram at underscore anna lane to keep up with all things paper airplane also don't forget to go listen to rebirth of the phoenix as soon as possible and also you should connect with rip flow on social media as well Hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening. This was the Paper Airplane Podcast.